0: So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode.
1: All right. Good morning, good morning, or afternoon, wherever you may be. Right on. Justin, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourself, Travis? Oh, no complaints, man. No complaints at all. You know, just, uh, just chilling, man. It's, uh, you know, Wednesday after, after a long weekend, man, so... A good yeah, weekend, no, right? No complaints there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun, man. Um, you know, hopefully, uh hopefully you you as well had uh had a good time and and hopefully those uh those that are here listening also had a good time, right? Um
0: <clears throat> I would say like one of the most important holidays <clears throat> in our country, right? So I hope everybody had a great July right. fourth. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh heck yeah, brother, heck yeah. Um but yeah, so veterans as you're coming in today um you know first off thank you for being here thank you for listening um you know we're excited to uh to share some good information with you guys today um guys and gals um if you want to in the chat go ahead and throw in your branch of service that you served in the years that you were in um and uh you know let's kind of uh let's kind of start off with uh with some of that recognition for for you guys as well so, right on Uh, outside of that, you know, um as you were saying, yeah, Justin, it uh you know, huge uh huge holiday, man. So oh
0: definitely, definitely. And um just for all of you tuning in, of course you can see the title here, but you know, we're the topic of conversation is gonna be uh how VA presumptives work, right? How do presumptive claims work? And uh we'll definitely be getting into that in a little bit, right?
1: Heck yeah it looks like uh looks like we started off with two uh two marine Corps vets uh Pedro and Randy over there awesome welcome welcome um and then uh and then actually two army vets right after that so you know got some representation from some army that got some uh marine oh, we Corps got some, we got navy in the house as well heck yeah heck yeah well it looks like Carol, mike going navy it's interesting because they went they went two for the marine Corps yeah two for the army and then two for the navy which uh yeah it was just uh, it was kind of funny how that worked out but uh we got like a yeah, buddy Mike. going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. And Dusty, Army from 99 to 01. Awesome. Welcome, brother. On, right on. Tom Lombard, you got the, looks like you rode in there 80% on some presumptive conditions already. So yeah, awesome. You kind of already know what we're going to be talking about today, which is, which is great. Um, cool.
0: We'll definitely yeah, be like, talking about. Oh, we got some army. Got some air force in here. Very cool,
1: uh, Margie,
0: awesome, awesome. Manny.
1: Good deal, good deal. It yeah, looks like, uh, yeah, a bunch of bunch bunch of army today. Holy cow! Um, got some more air force popping up here too. So, now yeah, welcome everyone. Thank you for your service. Um, mm-hmm. Carol says, "Go Navy." Um, right on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, there we go. There we go. We got some more Air Force coming in now. Holy cow! I uh, got two of them there. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your service once again. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing what uh, what 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 you have done for our country and and what uh, what our veterans currently do and our active service members currently do. So, um, you know, really, really want to say thank you for that.
0: Yeah please. And, um, you know, thank you so much for your service, everyone who's joining in today. This is awesome.
1: Looks like we got, uh, oh, Alex, Alex, Alex right there went, uh, went Air Force active to uh, to Navy Reserve to finish off his career as well. That's awesome as well. Oh, nice. Um, And actually looks like Christina and Bobby, uh, eight years, uh, so it looks Natural. like Marine Corps, National Guard, and then 12 years, retired in 2012. Congratulations on your retirement very cool as a full career yeah yeah no doubt no doubt yeah it's awesome when you uh when you get that time in you know it's always it's always tough but uh you know and and i'll I'll say from my point of view right so Mm -hmm. you know your your first i would say your first 10 years you're like man like i can't wait you know i mean your first like six to eight years you're like i can't wait to get out right um and then after you get past that point you know you're kind of like oh man you know like you know well I mean now that I think about it I should have stayed collected at retirement <laughs> but uh but yeah it uh it's, it's weird how it switches over like that so you uh, kind of get that that itch to get back in right or yeah yeah no yeah yeah and uh, and that, that itch is always there I'll tell you that much um yeah it uh it's crazy but yeah what we'll do is uh you know kind of introduced a lot of you guys on the you know, on the live today um, all of y'all listening so um, you we'll know, kind of going to us a little bit so Justin I'll go ahead and start off and then, uh, sure. and, then and then I'll pass i pass it off to you man so um, you know my name's Travis Autumn. I'm a senior veteran coach here at VA Claims Insider um, served in the United States Army for eight years um, was a military police officer so hopefully nobody holds it against me here today in our in our live. Um, <clears throat> but I originally came to VACI as a, as a veteran myself, right? I was struggling with the VA system. I was having a hard time getting disability service connected. Didn't really know where what to do, right? And, and I came here and, and shout out to my coach. Uh, you know, I had a, actually a president of our organization, Terrell Morrell, um, as, as, my, as my coach and, uh, you know, got my increases going. And, uh, and I just loved what we did here as an organization. And I loved what we stood for. So, nice. so when the opportunity arose for me to come on and join the team, man, I I was like, heck yeah, let's do it, right? And uh, I came over here, and uh, you know, I love I love working with our veterans every day. I love working with our other team members every day too. Um, you know, we're we're a very close knit family, and uh, and like I said, I enjoy enjoy every part of it. So, enough about me, Justin. Let's hear from you, Brad.
0: Oh, definitely. So, um, I didn't serve myself. Uh, the reason I work at VACI is really simple reason. I just want to help people. Right. And I know that working here, um, and through the lives uh, that we've changed, you know, uh, it's fantastic. You get to hear from all people from all walks of life. You can see just in the chat, how many different individuals are here, uh, to learn, to get educated, to improve their lives, you know, to get some of these truths recognized. And that's what we're here to do at VACI is to um, hear you out, be there with you through this process, right? Um, so, you know, that's why I'm at VACI because I know that the work we do here actually makes a difference and I'm excited for it every day. So uh, for yeah. all of you here on this uh, this class, this um, Facebook Live, this is awesome. I'm so excited to, to hear from everyone and uh, put out some good information about presumptives too,
1: right? Yeah, brother, really. and and you know one of the big things is we're not accredited VSOs agents. Uh, you know anything recognized by the VA, as you guys saw in the disclaimer area earlier. You know we're literally veterans, non-veterans helping other veterans, right? So so that's what that's what our main concentration is. Is is, is hey, getting you getting you the resources, getting you the education that you need to be successful in your claim. Um, and a lot of that boils down to kind of our SEM method, right? So our strategy, wow. education, medical evidence, right? And that's what that's what we tend to focus in on, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 kind of utilize that to assist um, any of y'all as well. So you know that includes one-on-one coachings, right? So you know you're able to you're able to sign up, um, you know, with us here, and uh, you know you get you get a coach that's assigned to you. Yeah. Um, that is your direct point of information and and you're able to have those one-on-one conversations you're able to have group conversations even because we have three classes per day um you know monday through thursday in our program so and you know we build we build not only not only a relationship with the individual veteran but also as a community as well which which is probably one of my favorite things about uh, about our organization here
0: oh definitely i mean um i'm sure most of you here uh on this live right now found us. Through Facebook, right? So that's one of the biggest uh, veteran communities that we try to create. You know, um, one of our mottos is veterans helping veterans, right? And this is definitely what we're here to do. So, and really just uh, like you were saying earlier, Travis, right? We're just people helping people,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and right there's a great link too, you know. Um, you know, you can get a free discovery call. You know, yeah. you, will, you will get someone live on the phone to talk to you um and and you're able to ask them kind of some of the questions as well right and then they're able to get you kind of through that door to the program to be able to talk to the coaches and uh and our experts as well so you know that uh, it's phenomenal that that you know we have that opportunity to to help as many veterans as what we do right on right on yeah, without without further ado, Justin, let's go ahead and uh, let's jump into some of these questions that I'm seeing over here in the chat about uh, about the presumptive stuff. So, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, I always like to answer the question, you know, what is a presumptive service connection, right? Right. So, you know, being able to know what it is, you know, before you before you go after anything is always is always beneficial. So. You know, presumptive condition, I guess, in the simplest terms, is basically a disability that the VA understands that you probably will have right. for, depending or depending on the location um, or, or your exposures that you had in the military service, right? Mm-hmm. So, it basically already presumes that you will at some point have this condition. Um, there's multiple different places that you can qualify for these presumptives, too. All um right. One of the biggest things that I will say, and I'll kind of lead with this, is there is an amazing blog post that we do have on our website. Make sure you check that out. A lot of this information that we're actually going off from today is from that site, along with our own experiences. Um, So, yeah, one of the one of the big things there, you know, is is there's different categories for, I guess, who qualifies for a presumptive condition, right? So former POWs are in that list. Atomic veterans exposed to ionizing radiation. So, you know, you could have participated in some sort of atmospheric nuclear testing. Right. Depending on where you were um, or or, you know, a lot of a lot of the long time long timers. Right. So like if you were, you know, occupied or prisoners of war in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Right. Those things as well um, kind of play into that. But one of the most interesting things that I found, Justin, was yeah, was that actually if you were at a diffusion plant, yeah. In, in, in Kentucky, Portsmouth, right, Ohio, Tennessee, um, you know, before 1992, a lot of a lot of those also qualify for that ionizing radiation um, kind of presumptive list. That's right. Um, you know, or even or even before 1974 um, up in Alaska, which is which is kind of interesting to me, because a lot of times when you're thinking about that ionizing radiation, you're thinking overseas, right? You're thinking, yes, you know, early wars and you're not really thinking about, you know, hey, what what is it? back home that could be leading to that as well.
0: And and Travis, I I think you bring up such a great point too, which is um, the time constraints, right? A lot of these don't really have harsh time constraints. Some of them do, and we'll we'll get into some of what those will be. But uh, for a lot of you vets out there who um, don't have any service-connected conditions yet, presumptive conditions definitely something you should consider you know um really look into that blog post when you have the chance later we'll definitely cover some of that here but don't ever count yourself out right it's never too late i mean um right one of the big ones agent orange that goes all the way back to vietnam right so
1: yeah oh yeah yeah one of the one of the big things there too that you were just talking about kind of uh, kind of you know you know just making sure that you're concentrating on you know what's going on right now and kind of you know what's going on within your health right now as well now there is something that we will be touching on a little bit later and i'm really excited to talk about it and that's the pact act um, yeah. the 2022 pact act so um ladies and gentlemen huge huge stuff coming from the va we just have a little bit of knowledge of what it is right now um so make sure you're staying you're staying tuned in for that here in a little bit um and, uh, and yeah, we'll kind of jump into that because it affects, you know, Vietnam veterans, Agent orange exposure, Gulf War veterans, right? Exactly. Um, and, and those right there, you know, you, you touched on the, on the age and the Agent orange stuff, you know, there's presumptives that, that are covering underneath that. There's also presumptives for our Gulf War veterans, right? Right. Um, and, and it kind of, you know, they're looking at expanding a lot of that inside that pack deck as well. Um, and one of the big things too, and a lot of a lot of people do know about it, but but I always like to bring it up is the Camp Lejeune water issues, right? So yes. the Camp Lejeune water issues were huge, um, and and there was a lot of health effects that were caused by that water contamination, um, and and there's a there's a pretty slim, uh, you know, kind of margin for that. However, ultimately, it's thirty days if you served at Lejeune for thirty days between basically April first, nineteen fifty three. And december 31st of 87 um, you will qualify for those presumptive conditions there <clears throat>
0: um, yeah
1: and um, just
0: to kind of touch upon some of the basics that you need for uh, presumptive conditions right the first thing you need is your dd214 that will reflect the areas that you were been in and if you qualify for um, being in certain areas for some of these presumptives your DD214 should uh, reflect that right and number 2 uh if you are diagnosed for certain conditions that are part of the presumptives related to let's say uh Camp Lejeune or Agent Orange uh, any kind of burn pit exposure right Gulf War syndrome there's there's a whole lot of uh presumptives nowadays and i think there're just going to be more going down the line just like you were mentioning with the PACT Act that, that if that gets through
1: right yeah yeah. Oh yeah. And, and touching on, you know, adding more conditions. I mean, in the last, in the last two years, we've seen them add more conditions, you know, some onto the H and exposure, some onto the Gulf War presumptives. you know, a lot of that burn pit stuff is, is becoming huge. So, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that, that, you know, that, that I kind of always recommend too, is, Hey, get on those registry lists. Right. Yes. So, so get with the VA, get registered as, as a veteran who served in one of those areas, because not only a, you know, is they're going to provide you with more information about types of conditions that you're going to be suffering from, or or possibly that. But but also, you know, they're able to run different tests on you as well to see if, hey, you know, maybe you do have this going on because of because of that uh, that area that you would serve. So
0: yeah, um, and even just past yeah. the point of uh, disability, it's good to just get these things recognized, just even for your own personal health, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. So. Once again, you know we will be getting to some questions and answers later on here, but in addition to that, you guys are always welcome to sign up for any for any free discovery calls that you have, and and that gets you in touch with a with a live agent here as well, a live a live person from VACI, um, and they're able to answer kind of some of those questions as well. So so make sure you check that out and. Uh, you know get get signed up with that and even if you don't even if you don't join our program it's still good to have that have that little bit of insider knowledge too so Definitely. um you know no cost so gotta love gotta love stuff for free but yeah justin if you wanna if you wanna go ahead and talk about uh talking about kind of you know we'll start with the earliest one right the uh the gulf war presumptive so if you wanna kind yeah. of go through a little bit of that that'd be great
0: sure sure so with the Gulf War presumptives, it kind of covers a wide swath. There's uh, quite a few things that fall under Gulf War presumptives, right? So there's three categories. There's category one, the Gulf War symptom presumptives that are um, Gulf War, like basically they've recognized that certain Gulf War veterans uh, began developing random, unconnected, chronic symptoms that um, do not compromise a single identifiable diagnosis. And that's how Gulf War syndrome uh, came about, meaning that it's, it's a whole swath of things, maybe not just one or two things, that lead to one specific thing, right? Um, some common signs and symptoms of Gulf War syndrome include you know, uh, fatigue, uh, certain skin conditions, if you get chronic headaches, muscle pains, joint pains, um, if you're dealing with any neurological symptoms, mental health symptoms, you can see that this covers a lot under um, the Gulf War syndrome itself, right? And the list goes on. There's you know, even respiratory syndromes, uh, gastro, gastrointestinal uh, symptoms, menstrual disorders, and even abdo- abnormal weight loss, right? So if you're suffering from any of these things, I would say the first thing you wanna do is definitely get in contact with your doctor, um, get checked out for these things, right? Um, The second category are uh, multi-symptom illnesses, right? So these are conditions that manifest uh, multiple symptoms. And for multi-symptom illnesses, uh, as long as they're chronic, meaning they're happening all the time, and they manifest themselves to at least a 10% VA rating criteria um, before December 31st, 2026, then, you know, those will qualify for Gulf War, right? Um, So there are little time constraints like that Uh, with the Gulf War syndrome currently. It is December. If you get these claims in before December 31st, 2026, that's what you want to be working on or at least get the diagnosis for, right? So you can start that process. Um, Again, if these are things that you don't have any experience with, this is what we're here for. Right, um, you know, check out the discovery call. Join the elite program. You know, you might even be working with either me or or um, SVC Travis. Right? Yeah. Um, and just to touch upon the third category, that would be infectious diseases. Right. So some of those conditions that qualify uh, for Gulf War uh, under infectious diseases, you know, could be um, brucel Brucellosis, um, malaria. You know, sh- uh, shingles and and tuberculosis are just a few to mention. Right now, again, if you want a more detailed understanding of what sort of conditions uh, are involved with in that, we have the link to um, the blog post that has all our VA presumptive information there. And if you qualify for something, just check it out. See what, see what might be on that list for you. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the big things to kind of touch on with that, too, is, you know, a lot of people are looking at, you know, Gulf War presumptive as, you know, hey, uh, you know, service in Iraq. Right. Um, you know, things like that or, you know, the Persian Gulf. Right. But one of the big things there, too, is it actually covers a lot of just that, that kind of Southwest, uh, you know, um, Asia area. Right. So, you know, Syria, Djibouti. Um, Uzbekistan, right? Some of those countries also fall into that. Um, Oman is on there as a as a listing as well. So you know, even though you may not have served in in Iraq or directly on the ground in Iraq, it also covers you know the Persian Gulf. It covers the airspace above these areas and locations as well. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, if you were if you were serving anywhere in that kind of that southwestern Asia area you know, you definitely probably qualify for some of these presumptive conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as Justin had said, you know, basically getting the diagnosis of those, um, you know, conditions um, and they have to kind of manifest to that 10% before that 2026 date that you were talking about. Um, so December 31st, 2026 currently, they did extend that once already. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting because it was expiring while we were still in, you know, in some of these <laughs> areas. Um, and, and, you know, so they've kind of extended that deadline as well. Um, and, and, one of the big things there too, and, and, and I'm sure most of y'all are kind of, kind of tuning in today to listen about, you know, kind of the burn pit exposure stuff, right? Yes. So, so one of the big things of that PACT Act as well as, uh, you know, as well as a multitude of other things is kind of the burn pit exposure stuff. So, you know, um, they just added, they just added three conditions last year, actually, um, that were kind of, you know, presumptive to, being in these areas around these burn pits, and that's asthma, allergic rhinitis, and then the sinusitis portions. Um, so one of the big things there is, you know, any of those conditions, basically 10 years from your date of discharge, um, well, you know, you're, you're able to file for those under a presumptive, a presumptive category. Um, now, now, just because you don't, you don't qualify for the presumptive conditions, Right. So say, you know, you separated over 10 years ago. However, you know, you may have you may have had symptoms of these, but you weren't officially diagnosed. Um, you know, we can get you in contact with medical teams to develop nexus statements um, that would kind of help out help out your case as well. Um, you know, it's all part of the big Kaluza triangle portion, um, you know, having having a current disability, um, you know, and then, and then that nexus statement tying it into an in-service event or aggravation as well. Um, and we'll touch on we'll touch on a little bit more of the Pact Act and how that's going to affect the Burn Pit exposure here in a little bit. Um, you know, one of the one of the big things that uh, you know that's kind of that's kind of included uh, within within the presumptive stuff, and and we touched on a little bit of it a little bit ago was uh, the Camp Lejeune water water contamination exposure, right? So, you know, I touched on you know if you served. Between basically April, August first, nineteen fifty-three, and December thirty-first, nineteen eighty-seven, and you were you were in Lejeune for thirty days or more, um, then you do have those presumptive conditions that could be linked to that water exposure: kidney cancer, liver cancer. Um, you know, there's a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, adult leukemia. Um, you know, things like that, where where basically they were kind of caused by. By that water exposure, which is which is really unfortunate to, to, to even think about, you know. Hey, yeah, like not only did you have to worry about you know exposures elsewhere, but then right here, you know, on your base that you were living on, um, unknowingly, you know, um, you know the the water type issues there. Um, but yeah, and it brings us to kind of the one of the big ones, and kind of one that I would say I deal with most often is is the age and exposure, right? Definitely. Um. You know, yeah. the Agent Orange presumptives and, <laughs> and any Vietnam veterans listening right now, Um. you know, welcome home. Right. Welcome home. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you all are here and uh, yeah, excited to uh, excited to help any way that we can. Um. You know, once again, you know, that discovery call. Right. Go ahead yeah. and sign up with us, get uh, get chatting with us and we'll kind of, uh, you know, we'll kind of help uh, help guide you and uh, and educate you on what's all out there. So you know, Agent Orange basically was used in Vietnam, Korea during the sixties and the seventies. As a herbicide, um, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and any length of service over there kind of qualifies you for it. There's also you know the the blue water and the, and the brown water type stuff too for the inter intercoastal areas. Um, you know that it also covers as well. So. You know, any anybody, any veteran who served in, uh, you know, in Vietnam between sixty-two and basically seventy-five are presumed to have that age Orange exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 one of the big things is, you know, it'll say directly on your DD two fourteen where you were, right? And and it'll kind of, you know, give that information of, hey, yeah, I was here. Um, and one of the biggest things there is, it's really hard to kind of to kind of argue right if 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 you have evidence that you were there right then you're providing that solid evidence you know that that you were in those locations so um you know one of the big things there too is there's there's also a ship list right so there's a ship yeah. list of of all those ships that were that were kind of sent to the coast over there um blue water veterans you know that that's 12 nautical miles within the shores of vietnam um on or near military bases in Thailand, even qualify. Yeah, Um, and, uh, oh, I just want to reiterate, for those of you who
0: are still a little confused in in how this process works, especially with presumptives, your DD-214, it's gonna basically be able to show where you were, where you were stationed at, where you were deployed to, and that's what's gonna really help to establish that you were in the locations that you were for these presumptives, right?
1: Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's huge, right? Providing evidence that I was here, right, or you were there, right, is, is one of the biggest things to draw in that presumptive, um, you know, because without, without concrete proof, you're really not going to qualify for that, for that presumptive condition there. Um,
0: and uh, again, especially for Agent Orange, any length of service is enough to qualify, right? So, You know, for a lot of these presumptives, uh, there's the 90 day rule of being, um, you know, enlisted or or active for 90 days. But for Agent Orange, it's any amount of exposure, right? Any length of service is enough to qualify for it.
1: Um, So
0: don't count yourself out. That's basically what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, Yeah, and there's there's currently, what, 40 40 plus different conditions coming underneath, you know, the, the Agent Orange aspect, too um, you know, chloral acne, right? So kind of skin conditions there type two diabetes, Hodgkin's disease, right. Um, ischemic heart conditions. Um, and, and one of the, one of the big things that they kind of added, added last year too was even, you know, cause, cause Parkinson's disease was also, you know, a presumptive condition. However, they also added Parkinsonism, right. um, kind of, kind of symptoms. So, you know, tremors and shakes and things like that. Um, and, and some of these conditions do have a time frame of, you know, they did have to be kind of diagnosed within one year of your last um, of your last exposure, um, for instance, uh, you know, the, the peripheral neuropathy. Right. So they're saying early onset peripheral neuropathy. They're looking for, you know, things that have developed, you know, peripheral neuropathy being, you know, numbness, tingling in your in your hands and your feet area. Um, They're looking at, you know, that being early onset, meaning it happened and happened pretty early after the exposure. Right. Right. Um, But some of these conditions, you know, may not may not have may not have manifested until until recently. Right. And they can still be looked at for for a presumptive type connection there.
0: Now, um, also for in terms of location for Agent Orange as well, um, you know, the main areas are Vietnam and Thailand. But uh, for those of you that may have um, been exposed to Agent Orange due to any testing or storage or disposal uh, of it, uh, as long as you're able to provide proof that you were or around Agent Orange outside of Vietnam or Thailand, uh, that can qualify for presumption
1: as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and, that, and that's and that's huge to to kind of think about, you know, or even even like the Korean DMZ, right? Yes. Um, you know, sixty-seven to seventy-one, right? Also, you know, presumably uh, age and age exposure there as well. So, yeah, no, that's uh, definitely definitely good information there, Justin. Um, you know, I would say that even you know kind of even taking a look at you know the 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 Air Force aircrafts, right, that were used to transport you know, um, some of these chemicals or may have been contaminated um, after the war as well, um, qualify you as being exposed to the Agent Orange aspect. So, um, you know, there's also different different testing storage disposal sites that were used um, to get rid of or to store, you know, those herbicides in the U.S. Um, and there is a list on that on that blog post of those locations. Um you know, I'll I'll actually just touch on one of these quick questions right here because uh because sure. there was a uh there was a, it looks like Stefan had uh had asked what are the dates of Southwest Asia. So I'm not sure if we had touched on that yet. Mm-hmm. Um right. Yeah, so Justin, if you want to go ahead and let them know kind of what the uh what the time frame of that was, that would be uh that would be great. Sure.
0: Yeah. Is this for the um the Gulf
1: War or Yep, yep, the Gulf War presumptives.
0: Gotcha. All right. Give me one second. Yeah. So, um, the time frame for the Gulf War syndrome is, and I believe as I think as long as, uh, you have symptoms that qualify and they manifest before December 31st, 2026. Uh, but, yep. uh, in terms of locations of being in the Gulf War, right. Um, it's just anywhere in the Southwest uh, Asia theater, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So in terms of time frame, it's just whether or not um, you have any of the conditions that manifest from um, uh, the Gulf War presumptives uh, list, uh, and um, if yeah, if you served uh, during Gulf War area. Uh, oh, right here. So so if you served. Um, in Southwest Asia or Afghanistan, um, after September 19, thousand one, you know, um, that's what you're you're looking for in terms of your time frame of
1: where you were at. Yeah, and, and that's and that's one of those big things, um, you know, kind of taking the taking the plate too. Was you know you also had you know the first the first you know the first uh, Gulf War, right? You see, had Desert Storm, Desert Shield. So if you if you had uh, if you had uh, served during that time period as well, you're going to qualify for it. So basically, I mean, it's like a, it's like a 30 year time frame, right? Of of kind of uh, you know that that presumptive. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. It's probably the longest presumptive uh, time frame that that currently uh, currently is uh, is out there. Um, and. And yeah, so with that being said, I know we're we're kind of getting up on our time here before before I want to go ahead and jump into some questions um, from the chat. But uh, you know, let's go ahead and touch on a little bit of that PACT Act stuff. Now, for for those of you who haven't heard about it, right? So honoring our PACT Act of 2022, right? So that's one of the big things that is currently going through VA right now. Um, you know, kind of waiting on that, waiting on some some big signatures, right, in order to currently make it a law. Um, so we are tracking that extremely. Extremely heavily. And I will touch on just kind of, kind of some of the bigger points to it, right? Um, Cause it is an extremely large document, right? It covers a lot of different areas. Um, you know, one of the big things is expanding the healthcare for specific categories of toxic exposed veterans and veterans supporting certain overseas contingency operations, right? So, um, you know, looking to find out, you know, Hey, what, what toxins were veterans exposed to? Um, in, in certain areas, right? So Operation Enduring Freedom, Freedom Sentinel, Iraqi Freedom, right? New Dawn, kind of, uh, kind of a lot of those operations and what, uh, what kind of uh, exposures that, that you had during that time period is what they're going to be looking at. Um, they're also going to expand the presumptive of um, the specific toxin exposures for members who served on or after August 2nd of 1990 mm-hmm. in, in locations like Bahrain, Iraq, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar. Um, Somalia, and then they're going to be looking at basically after September 11th, 2001, in Afghanistan, Djibouti, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, right? So a bunch of other, bunch of other countries are going to be added to this new presumptive area. That is, um, yeah, and yeah, it's going to be huge. Um,
0: um, yeah, and and going off of that as well, they're going to expand uh, presumptions related to Agent Orange exposure. Uh, by including Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Guam, American American Samoa, and uh, the Johnston Atoll as locations for Asian orange exposure.
1: Yeah. yeah. So once again, you know, expanding expanding the locations of all of these presumptives is going to be huge because, you know, there may have been there may have been you know some of our some of our Vietnam vets right our Vietnam era veterans that served in that uh, served in Guam during this time period, right? right. So. Being able to have that covered now, um, as opposed to it not being covered, could open up the door to a lot of those other veterans that are suffering from health conditions um, that, uh, that 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 definitely need to be service connected for it. So, I mean, I would say um,
0: yeah. at the end of the day, for uh, presumptions, right, presumptive conditions, it's always location, 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 right? Where were you? Where did you serve? Um, yeah. That- that is huge. So when they expand that list, it just adds, you know, brings more people into the fold. Right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the other one of the other cool things, too, is, you know, um, they're going to be opening up that that kind of radiation exposure. Right. Um, to, to even veterans who participated in cleanup activities, um, you know, that that may have been, um, you know, in, in those nuclear nuclear response zones, uh, Spain, Greenland, things like that as well. Um, you know they're going to be looking at uh, they're going to be looking at expanding that list as well, um, and and kind of adding even more locations. Um, you know, and I, I know I saw a question in the chat a little bit ago about uh, you know about the Chernobyl stuff, and um, you know, so that's going to be kind of looking at uh, looking at some of that stuff. Um, and and one of the big things too, and, and we touched on it a little bit ago was was the the burn pit stuff, right? Yeah. So. You know, adding adding like twenty three different uh, different illnesses and cancers that can be related to the burn pits, um, you know, even even like some sort of head cancer, neck cancer, right, respiratory type stuff, gastrointestinal cancer. So there's gonna be a lot of like a lot of cancers that are gonna be added to the Gulf War presumptives via the burn pits. So once again, um, if you guys have not, if y'all have not done this yet, make sure you get on the registry. Yes, that way they're able to start, you know, kind of checking and testing, you know, to, to see if you do have any of this. Because, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's better to catch it early on. Right. Um, and, and know if you have anything going on there. So, That's- you know, even even emphysema type related conditions, you know, I know they added three respiratory conditions last year. Yeah. You know, um, You know they're looking at other type of other types of, uh, of kind of respiratory issues there, too.
0: That is huge. That is so huge. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, just like you were saying it was three conditions before it was the rhinitis, sinusitis and asthma. And now, uh, possibly we'll be getting 23 new conditions, which is, that's a huge expansion. So, you know, yeah, no, it's, uh,
1: helping people with that. Right. Yeah. Definitely exciting, man. Definitely exciting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, I think, you know, kind of, you know, Switching gears, going back to that Gulf War stuff. You know, this is this is one of the conditions that actually you and I were talking about earlier today. You know, having yeah. hypertension as as a presumptive for Agent Orange exposure, right? Um, a lot of veterans, and, and you know, we, we deal with a lot of veterans on a daily basis, um, and and a lot of them do have hypertension type issues. Yes. So you know, being able to kind of tie that into the Agent Orange exposure type stuff that we have um, or that that you may have had, you know, is going to be is going to be huge as well. That's Um, a big one. Yeah. Right. And then one of the one of the big things there, too, is, um, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, how you file for these, how you file for these presumptive conditions, right? Yeah. So so, if you've never filed for any of these presumptive conditions, right? There will be a new claim at that point. Um, if you have filed for them in the past and were denied, but now they become a presumptive condition, um, you can you can file a supplemental claim. As soon as as soon as this bill goes through, you can file a supplemental claim, and you can end up getting that service connected based off in the presumptive time period using the supplemental stuff, right? But if it was not Continuously pursued during this time period, and this is a lot of questions that we get right about backdate. Right. Definitely. So, if the claim was not continually pursued, and you filed they and you file that supplemental claim to get that condition added, um, it will go from the date of your supplemental um, filing date. It, it will not. It will not backdate. It's to say, if you were if you were denied for a condition in, let's just say, nineteen ninety, right? And, and you didn't file for it all the way up until 2022, um, it, will not, it will not backdate it to 1990. It will stick with the supplemental claim filing date of 2022. Yeah. So, um, you know, just make sure that make sure that, it, hey, yeah, if you have been continuously trying and fighting for these conditions, and, and some of these may have been may have been on, you know, BVA appeals at this point, right? Mm-hmm. um that now is being added as a presumptive so um yeah just be on the lookout for that and uh and yeah like i said if you guys do have any questions at all we are here um you know you can definitely sign up and get started for free um at, at the link that's on the screen right now um you can also set up a discovery call to talk with to talk with one of our with one of our uh team members and kind of just get more information about the program as well okay. um, i know I know Justin your link has been thrown into uh yeah. thrown into the chat here. Um my link has definitely been thrown in and you know if you guys want to sign up directly with one of us, you have that opportunity as well. We have plenty of amazing coaches out there that uh, that can help you. And
0: uh and yeah. yeah,
1: so with that man, what do you think uh what do you think about going in and diving into some questions and answers from uh, oh, from our audience today, man? Definitely, definitely. I just wanted to add one more thing to that too,
0: which is um if anything we're saying sounds like gibberish to you, uh, that doesn't uh, clock with you at all, don't worry. You know, uh, check out that discovery call. Join the elite program. That's what we're here for—to educate and uh, make sure you know what you need to know, right? So, you know, don't be afraid. We're 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 kind, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, jump in, figure that out. Uh, call, talk to us. We'll help you figure things out. And um, yeah, let's jump into some Q and A, right?
1: Heck, yeah and, and and along with that right i mean we've only talked for you know about about 30 35 minutes here about about these conditions and to be honest we could probably hold an entire an entire you know hour-long class directly on this and still not cover all of it just because there is so much so you know that's why it is nice to have that to have that one-on-one touch um that one-on-one conversation and uh and be able to go through be able to go through the conditions with uh with your coach at that point so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and huge shout out to the, to, the, to the team members that we have working behind the scenes, Aaron and Kelsey as well. Um, yeah. If you guys want to go ahead and start throwing some uh, throwing some questions into that area, um, that would be great. All right. Gordon
0: Frazier. Um, FYI, I cannot give blood anymore after possible exposure to mad cow disease meet in Scotland during the late 1980s? Do you know anything about related VA claims?" Um, so as far as I know, I'm not sure that that has been uh, identified as a VA presumptive as of yet. And I say as of yet, because things can always change in the future, right? Um, the VA might be a little slow to recognize some of these presumptives. but. Um, the more that there's lobbying for this, the more that there's uh, talk about this, the more that they see there's research and, and uh, conditions and issues that arise, It's always the potential for that to be recognized in the future. right? Um, however, I would say, uh, just in your specific situation right now, definitely, when you have the chance, try and get in contact with one of us for the elite program. Um, but other than that, uh, would you say, Travis, that... Um, the biggest thing they'd need there is probably a nexus, some way to kind of link that mad cow to those uh, events that occurred in Scotland.
1: For, for him, right? Yeah, 100 percent there. Um, and Gordon, I'll I'll say this too. Um, and and you kind of you kind of touched on it in your question, right? And you said you said possibly, mm-hmm. right? So so one of the big things there is you know, um, the the VA kind of you know will want concrete proof. That that your disability or or your condition was directly caused by 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 that uh, by that issue, right? So so that'll be one of the big things there. Um, is uh, is you know that that nexus portion that Justin was talking about. Um, Michelle Michelle it looks like Knight Summers has got a has got a really good question inside here too. Um, you know, so my father was honorably discharged from Army Reserves in '68 after serving eight years. Also, medical records mysteriously burned up in a fire that held all members' records. This has prevented him from receiving any disability. Is there a way to challenge this? So, Michelle, one of the one of the biggest pieces of advice advice that I will give you on that is is if he is suffering from conditions, if he is having issues with anything, right? Do not let not having medical records prevent you from filing, right? Um, so definitely, definitely start filing for those conditions. Um, there's multiple things that can be done within medical records, especially if let's just say, hey, you know, he went to a private care care facility within, you know, within a certain time after service, you know, started getting that care. You know, there may be there may be different presumptives that are linked to his service. Um, and, and that would be one of the big things is do not never, ever let not having your military medical records prevent you from even filing. Right. Yes. Um, there's multiple things there that uh, that you're able to do to to assist with that. So, um, you know, maybe maybe one of those special circumstances that that, hey, we need uh, we need to look a little bit more into. Right. And uh, and having a conversation with us could, could definitely help that. And uh, and yeah. So definitely feel free to feel free to sign up for that discovery call as well.
0: Yeah, don't ever count yourself out in this process. Um, don't deny yourself before you've even put in a claim, right? So
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, Derek Derek Kitt has got a question right there too about military uh, <coughs> medical records and and how do I get them? So there's a couple different ways that you're able to get your military medical records, right? So if you have filed for a claim before you can do what's called a requesting of a C file or your claims file from the VA. Um, and you would do that on a freedom of information act. Um, and you would send that off. If anything, you can also reach out to the national archives in St. Louis. Um, that is another option there. And then depending on when you had served, um, you know, basically in, in like, in like the early two thousands, they started digitizing a lot of these records. So you can actually go to the TRICARE online portal, and, uh, and you can actually download pretty much any, any, any medical record that you had or any terms treatment record that you had um, during that time period as well. Like I said, there is kind of a, a time cutoff for it, and, and that does boil down to like the early 2000s um, timeframe.
0: And um, also to address Derek's uh, uh, earlier question about, um, I don't have a disability rating now. Do I have a claim? a main rating such as PTSD, and after getting rated, then do a secondary such as Gulf War presumptive. So um, just to explain, uh, Gulf War presumptives are not necessarily secondary conditions, right? They're conditions based on um, the service connection being those events that the presumptives are based around, like Agent Orange, Camp Lejeune, uh, burn pits exposure, Gulf War Syndrome. So uh, a lot of that is for direct service connection based on exposure to these uh, certain events. Right? So just to give a little clarification on that, um, you do not have to have any ratings uh, or any conditions um, service-connected to go for, or go for a Gulf War presumptive as long as you qualify for being in that area and you have the diagnosis for that condition and it reflects in your DD214. So, definitely for a lot of you who um, don't have any claims yet or any um, service connected conditions yet, golf War presum- or not golf or presumptives, but presumptives in general. Um, if you qualify for them, they're definitely a good start. All right. Cool. All
1: right and then. Actually, Rebecca, Rebecca just put one in there right now too. Um, you know, in terms of a chronic multi-symptom illness such as IBS. How does the VA define chronic as it relates to our claim? Um, so chronic is defined as basically continuously happening, right? Um, so, you know, if you're if you're having these issues, say, say if you started having these issues back in, let's just pick a year, right? 2016, we'll go 2016, you currently still have these issues. then yeah, it is considered a chronic condition. One of the biggest things there, um, you know, is in order to do establish the chronicity of things is, is to have that symptom that lasts longer than, you know, just kind of the acute symptoms. Right. Um, so acute symptoms being being something that just happens, you know, for, for a week and then it's gone. Right. If it's if it's happening for a longer time period, you know, chronicity could even be over the period of a month. Right. If you're having this condition that happens longer than a month period, that, that could be defined as chronic. So one of the big things there and one of the things that I always tell any veteran, any service member that I ever speak to is. Is, is go to the doctor, right? Go to yeah. the doctor, get seen by the doctor for the conditions that you are having. And uh, and that'll be that'll be huge, um, you know, it's just continuously getting seen for your conditions, because if you're not getting seen for your conditions, you're, you're not treating your issues either. Right. Um, and and in order to alleviate some of those symptoms that could be going on, um, you know, being able to, uh, being able to get in and, uh, get treatment for it. So,
0: yeah. Um, Robert Resnick has a question. That's a, a very specific situation there. Um, see if we can get that up on the, up on the screen. Uh, never went to Vietnam, but was a medical officer in Germany examining soldiers returning directly from Nam was exposed to people in their original uniforms, developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2010, uh, wasn't a presumptive at that time, put in a claim that was rejected, any chance to get it through. I would say due to the specificity of that situation, uh, what might help you the most is getting a nexus letter, something to show that there is research or there's backing to um, provide further evidence and um, a medical opinion. Uh, to show that that may be the case, that those uniforms may have um, still residual um, effects, right? Um, that that would have led to that. Uh, would you say that's that's probably true too, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. Also, let's see here. Um, ah, William Dudley. What about? agent orange stateside veterans so just like we were mentioning earlier uh if you can provide proof that you were around um you know agent orange herbicides stateside uh you know whether or not your dd214 reflects that or other other evidence that might show that you were um involved with the storage disposal or testing of these uh agent orange um Materials stateside that can also serve uh, as a as a presumptive yeah. or qualify for a presumptive connection.
1: Sorry, and then uh, actually looks like Greg Gregory had put some uh, put a comment in there as well about recently being denied a supplemental. Um, and do we help with appeals? So so Gregory, quick and easy answer on that: we typically do not handle Board of Veterans Appeals cases, right? However, it may not need to go to that point of the BVA. It could be that uh, that you basically, you know, either an HLR higher level review, right, or you know, looking at your decision letter, it may be something because it says that it was rated at zero percent. That could be something where where basically you didn't meet the the the, the higher rating criteria for it based off of your current symptoms. So it could be it could be as easy as looking at you know kind of what they wrote in that decision letter. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times in those decision letters, they rate or they, they write in there why you didn't meet that higher percentage, um, and it may just be you know kind of attacking that and uh, and figuring out what it is that uh, maybe 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 wasn't explained very well or or potentially the the, the p examiner didn't exactly hear what you were saying. Um, and yeah, so it could be as easy as doing another supplemental or even doing a higher level review on that. So it doesn't necessarily have to go to the BBA for an appeal. Um, so that would be where I would say, hey, jump on with one of our coaches and uh, and we can go ahead and uh, look into that and figure out the, the best route of uh, route of attack for it. So.
0: Right on. Yeah, and um, just to touch upon that a little bit, uh, I know it can be really frustrating to get a denial in your decision letter sometimes, but... Um, they're usually a silver lining to them. Right. Um, Sometimes the VA makes mistakes. Uh, Sometimes uh, even though you got denied for a claim, there might be something in the favorable findings that might help you on your next appeal or um, are you're on a reattempt at that claim. So don't count yourself out just because you got a denial. Right. Um, That's, that's why we're here. You know, definitely, uh, get in touch with us and we can review those things together and we can provide education um, and strategy.
1: And we'll take we'll take one more quick one here. Um, actually, uh, I love the name Tater Salad. Um, at, yeah, um, I posted something there. Um, so I have, I have hypothyroidism and IBS and cannot get the VA to recognize the conditions as a result of exposure to ionizing radiation. No family history to the disease, yet they keep the nine service connection any ideas on doing them as secondary to exposure to JP five jet fuel. Mm -hmm. So one of the big things there, man, and and I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, Hey, yeah, that would be the route to go, or that would not be the route to go. But as, Mm -hmm. as kind of, you know, one of those big things is without knowing what that decision letter states, it's really hard for me to say, Hey, yeah, man, this is, this is where you need to go. Right. Um, but with that being said, that is where our discovery calls come in to play, right? Or that or that coach call, right? Is being able to connect with one of us, we don't we don't charge anything and tell you when your claim anyway, right? So so if you get on, the, if you get on the phone with one of us and then and then you're like, hey, you know what, VACI is not for me. There's no charge, right? You owe us absolutely nothing. Um, but but it would be a great way to get some of those kind of some of those questions answered. And that goes for anybody in the chat. If we have not answered your question today, be sure to sign up with us that way we can get these questions answered. Um, I have no problem in in taking a call and, and and kind of answering questions for a veteran who who may not want to work with us. Right. Right. Um, you know, there's plenty of, there's plenty of resources out there, um, you know, for, for free that you can utilize as well. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's one of the big things is, you know, it be, we are here for you. We are here to help you. Um, so, so getting signed up with us and, and just having a conversation, right? That um, we kind of break things down for you. That's uh, that's huge. Um, one of the big things I do want to touch on as well, before we wrap up here is um, tonight at, uh, at 5 PM central standard time VA claims insider will be live again with our Spanish speaking uh, coaches. Yeah. Um, there will be a Spanish, a Spanish live at, uh, at 5 PM uh, this evening. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things to kind of wrapping up our call today, day is, um, you know, Dan Rue is awesome, man. I, I really appreciate the shout out there um, cool. is right? They're ever changing. They will be changing. Um, we will be they will be adding more conditions to the presumptive categories. As far as the time frame of that happening, we don't know yet. Right. We are we are closely monitoring the situation, though, and, and hopefully Hopefully, we can see some action being taken soon. Um, they do have it built into where they could have working teams where, where you know, basically they're sending us out to medical professionals, getting studies done, figuring out, hey, you know, we're seeing a lot of veterans with these types of conditions, right? What what can be linked to, you know, this type of stuff? So that's why registering for that registry, getting on those registries, is extremely yes. important because they're able to basically kind of run some of those tests. And then that will help them determine hey yeah actually a lot of these veterans you know are having are having this same type of condition so um be sure to check out the blog post like we had posted earlier today as well um in regards to some of these presumptives um get on our discovery calls get with one of our coaches we'll help you out the best that we can and uh yeah with that being said justin you got any any closing remarks man I just got to say,
0: you know, if, if you don't know where to start, you don't know what you're looking for, come to us, come talk to us. Right. Um, the SEM method, this is what we do. Strategy, education, medical evidence, right. May not always require all three, but, um, have a conversation with us and we'll see where we can take you. Right.
1: Heck yeah. Brothers and sisters, it was great spending this afternoon with you. Um, I look forward to many more. Um, I know Justin has some more. Actually, Justin will be live again here in a little while. Um, So will I, um, you know, later in the month. But uh, thank you for tuning in today. And you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. And we'll talk soon. Appreciate you all. Take care now.